Hey everybody, welcome to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 99, Neil. 99! It's, it's strange, amazing, right? dude, it's amazing. Because we actually did kind of plan ahead for 100, so it seems like we're just sort of filling in until then. Well, yeah, we've actually had a, a episode 100 like kind of recorded and you know in the can for for a while actually but i think no i think 100 is a good one though i think that's interesting people people will find it interesting and it's unusual and uh yeah i think even though it's long people can will be able to listen in kind of bite-sized chunks if that's not giving away too much i think you're right i hope yep. people enjoy it yeah you know i hope more people enjoy it there that then are insulted by it i don't know why people be insulted by that one if they're not they insulted by now they, they weren't want included because you know, they weren't included everybody wants to be included everyone wants to be a star the five minutes speaking of, of speaking of being included so we are doing this is the this is our fourth volume of the what we're doing today right neil a third i think isn't it no because we did two back to back okay so i think this is our fourth volume of what we call listener submission show yep so people send us stuff and it's sort of hard to tell at this point. We've gotten on a couple of email lists, so we get like a lot of like uh, promo spam. I would say. Yeah, play my band. We're yeah, exactly. uh, we're well, an industrial noise band, and we think it'll fit your show perfectly. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not even. It, and yeah, it, so so there's so it's sort of interesting to sort through it, um, because some of it is I think people who really listen to us would really get a kick out of having their band played. And other people are just like hustling to get their band out there, which I actually I don't take an issue with that. Right. But it's these sort of generic, yeah, these generic sort of form. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, you know that I, my my punk journalism career, and I use the term very loosely. If and, and I, I I sort of choke on it even as I say it. <laughs> I'm on every email list. That must be every kind every of exciting, day. but also kind of dull, huh? Well, every day my inbox is just filled with stuff yeah and 90 percent of it i probably delete right off the bat hmm. but uh, maybe 10 percent of it i save and sometimes i'll say to you hey are you interested in having this on or that on or the other thing on um or sometimes i'll just say hey this is interesting and neil won't think so but I, but he needs to trust me and i'll you know, book him anyway occasionally but um yeah it's it's so we're getting on the punk till i die 77 at gmail is getting on some of those lists yeah, it is already, I think, yeah, because we're getting a lot of... Uh, and, and you know what? And I don't mind the ones that are like, you know, at least put a little bit of personalization in there. Like, I listen to your show and I like the interviews or something. Instead of just sending out a, you know, a, a plain template, you know, that goes to... They're obviously sending it to like 300 magazines or something. And we just happen to be one of the 300, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, they got our email from somewhere. It's not like it's... I, I don't know. I don't know if it's out there floating around in the void or... But like I said, once you get on one of these lists, you never get off. On the dark web. So, <laughs> so like, when I went on vacation in 2019, when we still have vacations, I went on a vacation, like, we cruised to Mexico, my wife and I, and we didn't pay for the Wi-Fi. So I had my phone turned off for, like, a week. Okay. And I turned it back on, and I literally had, like, 185 promo emails in my... In my, you know, phone when I got back to civilization, but like I said, I deleted about uh, 170 of them without even much care. Dude, this is funny today. Just that going off complete tangent, nothing to do with the show. But yep. you know, you know, I work in IT. I was working on a lady's yep. machine today, and uh, her mail inbox. Yep. <laughs> 362,000 pieces of unread mail. Wow. <laughs> I've never seen, my wife. never seen anything like a 362,000. It's like, how the f- 
did that happen? It must have been the very first email I ever sent, I guess. Well, but most of us, but unfortunately, a lot of us have gotten so neurotic. And I, I mean, I check it how many times a day? Every 15 minutes sometimes. If I'm out working, you know, I might pull my phone out and check my email every 15 minutes. Yeah, if I see that red badge, I have to at least see, delete I them. You know. I have no alert on mine. Oh, you don't? Okay. No. So I just go in when I go in. But yeah, I th- anyway. I, th- I think the next time I see you, dude, the next time I'm at your house or something, I'm going to have to, even though I'm not like a PC guy, I'm a Mac guy, but I'm still going to have to go through your PC and try and figure out what's going on with some of your settings and applications and stuff and help you out a little bit. Mm. I think that will be good. You know, Neil, I did one of those things today where I hit a button on my phone and I it took me like two hours to figure out why everything <laughs> was going to like that landscape style. Oh, right. Where everything went sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So irritated. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're playing listeners. We're doing listener submission songs today. So let's let's play one. Okay. Just the bat, and we're going alphabetical order. And and once again, even as we were putting this together, we realized that we're missing some of you. So we'll probably do another one relatively soon. Yeah, because um, because we actually have eight of these today, so that's enough for a show. So as soon as we have like another six to eight, we'll do we'll do another one of these. But I I'm happy to say that. You know, it's not. These are all pretty damn good. There's no yeah. like. There's no like a guy sitting in his bedroom strumming along. You know, just singing out of tune. I mean, this is all pretty decent. Yeah, stuff. We're, not, we're not doing. We're not doing acoustic emo, post emo, or whatever. Yeah, we're not. We're not doing that. Only when I come out with my next song. You know, I guess that up there. <laughs> exactly. So we're gonna start out with City, City Escape, Escape Artist. Escape. What do you know about them, Tom? So. I've told this story before, and I think this, I have this connection. This connection will actually come up a little later when we do play another artist. But uh, is it 2018 that Scott and I went to that camping thing in Ohio called Punkin Drublick? Was oh, yeah. Was be... it, was it, wasn't it Camp Anarchy or something? Isn't that what it was? Yeah, that's what they changed the name to the next season. There's no anarchy there, by the way. I've, I was going to say it's the opposite, right? It was literally like checking yourself into a concentration camp. There was so many <laughs> But nevertheless, we, uh, I camped, you know, we camped, which was horrible. Um, but you know, people camped all around you. You're all, you had this like car size spot for your whole life for a weekend. But the people who camped next to us were from Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh area. Mm -hmm. And they were very nice and we got to be quite friendly. So, you know, of course we became Facebook friends and whatnot. And a lot of them were pretty active in the local Pittsburgh scene so one of them occasionally would would kind of turn me turn other bands on to me and say, hey, you know, if you need a review or something, maybe hit this guy up. I, I kind of gave him my blessing on it. So one of those bands that I've actually reviewed a couple of times now is this band from Pittsburgh called City Escape Artists. They were a trio, I think. There might be four of them now, but definitely musically talented group of guys. Um, their newest album is called... Puncture Wounds, I believe. Puncture Wounds, yes. And the one before that was called Home, I think. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they're a cool band from Pittsburgh, so we're going to play Bring Out Your Dead, I believe, right? Yeah, Bring Out the Dead, I believe it's called. Bring Out the Dead, okay. Yeah. So this is City Escape Artist from Pittsburgh with Bring Out the Dead. Tragedy, someone lost a battle to their own internal enemy. 
there. City escape artist from Pittsburgh with the song Bring Out the Dead. Yeah, and it's good. Like I say, I'm, I'm impressed with the quality of, uh, of some of this yeah. stuff, man. I am. It's good. It's, it's funny, you know, Pittsburgh, what the, the biggest punk band from Pittsburgh, I think, has got to be Anti Flag. Any flag, right? Yeah, I'd imagine so. But I don't yeah. need to, you or nine are huge fans of, but I, I don't dislike them necessarily. I like the early stuff a lot. I like the early stuff a lot. The first couple of albums, I think, were really good, and then it's been steady trek downhill since then. There was another good band from Pittsburgh. I think they're still around, even though they're older guys, older than me, I would say. Um, Submachine. Oh, no. We're forgetting our friends. The Cheats. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say this. <laughs> Best no, band I, out I, of Pittsburgh I, is the Cheats, goddammit. Oh, no, I forget the Cheats. Cheats yeah. are great. Yeah, yeah. But I see that they're doing uh, – some of the people I met out there are involved with this Camp Punksylvania, it's called. Oh, dear. <laughs> and it's a uh, camping thing. It's it's actually east of Pittsburgh, so it's a bit of a hike for me. Probably, I don't know, nine hours or something. Um, but they, uh, I saw the queers were like the headliner. Oh, wow. Yeah, it could be fun. And when it, is I mean, that? honestly, it probably be fun somewhere near Pittsburgh area. No, when? Uh, I want to say September, maybe August. Okay, all right. So, so not super soon. So it has a chance of happening then, I guess. Yeah, well, and it's outside. Yeah, and it's not. It's not like no effects is playing or something. So it's not like there's gonna be ten thousand people. Well, actually, funnily enough, if you're doing something, you might want to try and do it now because you don't know in two months' time there could be a freaking lockdown again. If there's some kind of new, you know, explosion or something, who the fuck knows, right? So yeah, maybe get I, in, get in while you can. Yeah, I really have no idea. I kind of thinking that the shows this year are probably going to be outside um i am actually on the brink of pulling the trigger on punk rock bowling in las vegas oh okay um i was up on up in the hotel section today and i think probably pretty soon we're gonna do that you know we didn't really do much of anything for vacation last year Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people can't go on vacation at all i get that i'm not trying to be a baby i'm just saying that this year i think we're going to try to travel as much as possible and punk rock bowling looks pretty sweet we're going to try to i think we're going to try to stay at the hotel that has the pool parties where the band's playing you just sit in the pool and what hotel is that uh, i think it's called the grand Mm. downtown something like that okay it's one of the official hotels and yeah it's where they have the pool party so um the thinking is that Scott, Scott and his wife will go, and we will go, and the girls will just hang by the pool, and because they don't really care about going to the festival grounds so much, and that way, even if the thing gets canceled, right, we're still having a vacation. We just go to Vegas for a vacation. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't. And 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 certainly, it would be wonderful if you wanted to come out there with us too. Um, you might be the odd man out in the evening or something, but during the day, it'd just be, you know, the boys, or during the night, it'd be the boys just going out and, you know, well, you acting never, like mania. You never can tell. But, um, it's true. You know, you could always bring your daughter, I suppose. Um, She's of age now, so she can. She is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she, she just turned a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, okay, so give, give me kind of a rundown on Vegas because I've never been. So, I mean, I've heard some people tell me that it's horrendous and no culture and it's just a nightmare. And I've heard other people who love it so much they go back every year. What's what's your take? Well, I think both those things are true. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, I do love it. I didn't love it as much. So I've only been there twice. I went for my – my wife surprised me for my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I think there was three couples and maybe four single guys. I think it was ten of us. Wow. Which was amazing. It, well, it, it really, what it does is prove how oblivious I am because my wife was able to pull all this off. Oh, without, without you knowing. Me. Yeah. 
she literally like woke me up at three o'clock in the morning. Hey, get up, dummy, get dressed. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was that was pretty amazing. Um, and then we went back just a couple years ago, three couples, and that was really good too. But I felt like the vague, like the downtown area, which I really loved the first time we got down, had gotten too kind of grown up and like was too much like the strip. Kind of lost that old character. But anyway, the downtown area, the older part, that's where Punk Rock Bowling is. So okay, so so, so expl- explain that to me though, because I've never been, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have never been. So there's a there's a down there's, so the strip isn't the downtown area. There's actually a downtown with the shops and stuff. Well, the the strip is all shops and stuff. I it's, I think it's like they're like five miles apart or eight miles apart. Or something. Oh, I, it's not, I thought the strip was all hotels and gambling places. It is, it is, but it's also high end retail, all okay. kinds of stuff. Gotcha. And the fact of the matter is, the first time we went, we did a lot of sightseeing and just, you know, went to the Bellagio, and there's the one that has, like, the canals inside, is it Venice, or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the mini Eiffel Tower, and there's New York, New York, and there's, you know, honestly, a lot of that stuff, you can just spend the day doing that, and there's, like, the one with the big pirate show out front, and light shows, and just, you know, you can do a lot of stuff without even spending a ton of money. You don't have, you know, like, when the first time we, I think we did pay to go to, like, the Siegfried and Roy show. Oh boy! Even even though it wasn't them, it was just like some other random light loafer guys <laughs> with, it, with some tigers. Exactly, yeah. but it was cool. It was fun. It, but they said last time it was uh, we had a good time too. But it wasn't. It was you know wasn't quite as new. Last time we went, uh, I actually a guy a regular reader of Punk News uh, works out there, and we got together and went and drank at his bar. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So. Anyway, all right, let's play another song. Okay. Um, if we're going alphabetical, next song, next band is Dead Metaphors. Okay, so we we played on one of our previous shows, we played a song from the Darbs. Mm-hmm. They're from uh, Wisconsin, from, right? Yes. John's yeah. kind of a buddy of mine. I John Michaels, we, yeah. We um, talk to each other once in a while by mess- via Messenger, you know. Um, we were supposed to meet up last year to go see Sloppy Seconds. Didn't happen. Now it's like 20, probably gonna be like 2022 or something. But one day, hopefully we'll get together and have a Milwaukee's best or whatever we drink over there. PBR, Miller High Life, whatever. Um, but he, yeah, he plays in a band called the Darbs, which he sings and plays bass in a trio. But before that, when he was younger, he played in like a hardcore band called Dead Metaphors, M E T A P H O R E S. I'm not sure why this spelling is like that hmm. but it doesn't matter but he played bass in this band i don't believe he was a singer so um what song do we pick out neil what was the, name the, of the song? song is called cool. uh the one we picked out was conflict i believe like something was it just kind of, yeah just it was conflict. just conflict okay. yeah it was just called uh, as far as i can tell it's just called conflict yeah. all right so this is dead metaphors with conflict <laughs>
there, Dead Metaphors with uh, Conflict. So all the way from no, with Sheboygan, right? It's like right between Green Bay and Milwaukee. Yeah. For you geography fans, yes. geography buffs. Yes. So, so yeah. So whenever you listen to this show, all you people from foreign countries, you still have your map of the U.S. out so you can figure out what what the hell we're talking about, right? Yeah. It's it's funny that you've never been to Las Vegas. It's just such an easy place to get to. It's like you jump on a plane in O'Hare and two hours later you're there, you know? Well, see, I always – so when i gone on vacations in the States, I've always – I've pretty much gone to Florida a bunch of times. So Florida was where I normally go. I've only been to California once. Hmm. And that was uh, San Diego uh, for a few nights and then drove a bit uh, north up towards L.A. But um, – and flown out of Seattle to go to Hawaii. So I've been to Hawaii and I've been to Florida a bunch, but I've no, I've never been to Vegas. So it's uh, yeah, that might you know, that might be fun actually. We'll see. Yeah. Oh no, you'll have a great time, no question about it. I have a handful of people in the Los Angeles area that I'm friendly with that I've of course never met in the flesh. One of them being our man Ricky Frankel. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And when we were out there a couple years ago, I said, "Ricky, man, I'm coming out to LA, and I know it's a long, a long ways. But if you, if you can," he's like, ah, "I really can't this time." But I know he has gone to punk rock bowling, so I think there is a chance. It's always been sort of a dream of ours to go to punk rock bowling and drink way too many beers and say, "Do you know who I am?" That kind of thing. Uh, I think he'll recognize you, dude. Um, no, no, no. I mean, like strangers. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got to get in our way. The cops who try to arrest us. Okay, so punk rock bowling, September twenty fourth to the twenty sixth. So, yeah. headlining Devo, No Effects, and Circle Jerks. So yeah, it's like it's it's so it's over oh so it's over three nights, twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. Okay. So they they've only announced like half the band so far, mm-hmm. and I must say I'm not like blown away by the lineup, even though I think the headliners are pretty solid. I know you're not a big No Effects guy, but um, they're a pretty big draw, you know, pretty legitimate headliner mm-hmm. even though i thought they were supposedly banned after you know the joke about the dead country people when that guy was up in his hotel room just mowing down the country people from his window that was years ago wasn't it now jesus i well, can't believe that that's still a right thing. after that was right after our last visit so maybe like three years ago okay um, so yeah it's funny so I, I expect a bunch more good bands the one in the middle that actually appeals to me a lot because i never saw them for whatever reason is uh, youth brigade which is that's the organizers yeah, uh, I've seen Youth Brigade a few times, but I never got to see him. Yeah, um, I only played Red a few years ago with Cockney Rejects. Did you go to that one? Uh, I I did see Youth Brigade. Uh, no, I didn't see them at Reggie's. No, I saw. Are you sold? Are you sure they played at Reggie's with Youth Brigade? Yeah, it was week, and I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. It was like a Tuesday night. I just couldn't do it. Because I've seen Youth Brigade at Subterranean. I've seen Youth Brigade at Riot Fest. I've seen Youth Brigade. I don't know a few times. Um, I haven't toured for many, many, or they don't tour much. Right. They're older guys. Right, right, right. Um, I think the, I think rolling at least you know. It's the last their year deal, got, right? They, they they run the thing, right? The Stern. Yeah, and I think it's yeah. a pretty big cash cow. I think it's yeah. Sean mostly that runs it, but. Um, so it's they, it's not, the old punk news crew, like Adam and going back, like not not even like John or Newer, but Adam and going back beyond that. Or back to his, you know, golden era. They used to send a team to bowl. That's right. I remember that. I remember some of his stories about being there Punk and bowling and stuff. Team to bowl, yeah. yeah. Maybe, dude, we should have a bowling team. The Punk Till I Die bowling team. <laughs> I mean, I suck at bowling. I could probably do like a maybe like a one twenty. Yeah, if I break a hundred, that would be good. Uh, it wasn't something <laughs> I, I grew my, up with. I take my kids. I'm like, if you don't get a hundred, I don't pay for you. You have to pay for yourself. <laughs> 
Then so, Streetlight Manifesto? Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't do much work. Lunachicks? Yeah. That's true. I did first. Propaganda, I'll go to the bar while they're playing. Municipal Waste, I'll go outside while they're playing. Lawrence oh, Arms, that, you know? That. Yeah. Yeah. Anti Flag. So, all these, all these bands that I've dissed are all going to beat me up at the place. The Agrilites, oh, good lord. Just awful. So it's it's funny, right, Neil? So you you uh, you know so I, I got to say I get a little 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 promo to our uh, Punk Till I Die podcast group, which is about a hundred about a hundred strong right now. I'm not talking about like a regular page, which we still will put up when we put new episodes and all that. But we have us like our group, right? Yeah, it's fun. We got a lot of fun posts it is up there. Fun. Yeah, it, it's, all British and all our British friends will post all their stuff. It's, it is a lot of fun, and it gets it's definitely. Uh, NC-17. So, you know, Bjorn <laughs> from Sweden, stay away from our group. You're not allowed in. Yeah, yeah. We're not any Nordics <laughs> because you obviously don't understand our advanced American slash British Benny Hill style humor. So, um, but I totally lost my train of thought. What was I talking about, Neil? You were talking about the group, the Facebook group? Yeah, I'm, I know that, but now I lost my train. Uh, anyway. I, I was talking about uh, oh, you, the Agrolites being shitty. No, you posted about how you didn't like the slits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, and I seem to have. Uh... We continue our good cop, bad cop thing, where I try to be positive and Neil continues to be negative. But and I don't even care because it seems like most people agree with you, and I do too. I think like that really early slit stuff is okay. Like the peel session stuff, I thought was okay. Well, they tried to do punk rock before they tried but to the do reggae. Yeah, it doesn't do much for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't have as strong as opinion about it as you do, obviously. But but I saw Greg, uh, our friend Greg Simpson, who was who's been on here with us before was saying but does neil like any bands with a woman singer see neil you're gonna give us that you're gonna get Hold that on, but when did he say that it's on the it's on the thread go follow it I... but but anyway yeah we don't want to get that I, i've already been accused of laughing at women who were raped or something stupid like that so I, that that is hard <laughs> I'm, not... I'm upset by that there's tons of female fronted bands that i like uh, God's sakes. i was gonna say we've had two female guests already of our 40 guests how can yeah. you say that yeah very offended. We are yeah, fucking Roxy Epoxy for God's sakes. Yes, we did. We had Roxy Epoxy. You can go yeah. on there. You can go on there and leave him a list of female friend bands that you. My Amy Winehouse is my love of all time. You know. Neil, Neil the He Man Woman Hater. <laughs> That's you, buddy. <laughs> Don't ask, just ask our friend from Sweden. He'll tell you all about it. All right. Let's 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 play another song. Well, oh, we'll play another song and then I'll talk about the consequences potentially of the Vegas thing. Even though I definitely think we should go. Let's, uh, so what are we up to alphabetically? Okay, D, destructive. Destructive. Okay, you're gonna have to help me with this one. I don't know what the, I don't know much about this one. I don't actually either, except for well, they're from Canada. That's what I do know. And Perfect. it's look, from the look of the picture, they look like they're they could be in could be in the exploited. I mean, they've got full on studded leather jackets and like weird ass huge mohawks and stuff like that. So uh, they're clearly a old school. Nice old school uh, punk rock band. Well, that'll that'll offset like the like the lo-fi folky punky thing I'm gonna play in a little bit. So, what is uh, what's the name of the song? Um, the song is called Destructive, and it's it, called it, Destructive. And the song is called Destructive. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, my bad, my bad. Sorry, the band is Destructive, and the song is called Another Strike. Another and Strike. It's off an EP um of the same name called another strike obviously and let me just take a quick little gander here and see if is it related or is it an unrelated type of strike um well they're canadian so i'm sure they don't bowl because canadians don't bowl do they i do that stupid thing where they slide the stone and try to 
Uh, curling, my friend. Yes, curling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hold on. Destructive. Another strike. I'm looking this up because Richard White will buy it immediately. I won't be. <laughs> I won't be happy until we're banned in Canada and Sweden. Okay, so this is Rick. This was released on CD and cassette. Three hundred CDs, forty nine hand numbered cassettes. So obviously Adam probably has one of those, right? Because exactly. he loves the cassettes. Um, yeah, out of Canada. Actually, it was released just like three weeks ago. So this thing is brand new. So this is destructive with another strike. destructive with the song another strike and like i say these guys could have come right out of the exploited uh circa 1980 or 1981 or something like that because they have that look look a young waddy and a young who's the fat guitarist i can't remember his name oh big john or big john yes big john there he goes yes so so are you are you pro exploited or anti exploited? I like I, I, the, I like the early exploited stuff a lot. Um, when they went to they went to metal, and I don't you know I don't dig that. So but that but, wasn't really till the nineties, right? Because even like Let's Start a War was good, right? Yeah, I mean they have like a thousand albums, right? That like the UK yeah, subs. but like the, but like the real albums. I mean they have like fifty million live albums, you know, live at the White House, live at Buckingham Palace, whatever, you know, all these, but live during the Chaos tour or whatever. But the the actual studio albums, I think, uh, what's the 
because Let's Start a War is really good, and Horror Epics, I think, is pretty good. Or was that getting too medley for you? That's getting too medley for me. Yeah, I mean, the ones I liked were obviously Punk's Not Dead and Troops of Tomorrow. Those were the only two okay, that I listened two. to, really. First two. Yeah, the first two. Exactly, exactly. Punk's so Not they, Dead's fucking classic. I mean, you can't beat that. God you sakes. know, we were talking about Fast, of course, and we revisited a little bit with uh, Kendra a couple weeks ago. But, you know, I think the punk rock bowling crowd is definitely kind of that is there's definitely some of that Liberty Spike crowd type, traditional punk rock type crowd. That's good. As opposed to the fast. Which oh was, God, yeah, still huggy. Rolled up, rolled yeah. up jean shorts and whatnot. Yeah. But the, the so the issue, what I was going to say was, I don't know that I could do both those festivals. Okay. So I'm kind of leaning towards, uh, you know, punk rock bowling is where I'm leaning towards. I think that is more our scene at the end of the day. But I, I am kind of I haven't entirely given given up on the fest yet, just because I do I do think it'd be fun to go hang out with Market Florida. So yeah, and fest will be cheaper as well. That's true. To be yeah. continued. Yeah, to be continued. Um, so we'll, but see, go, we'll but, see what happens. But going back to the exploited a second, I believe yep. uh, the the drummer now just had a heart attack, right? Yeah, and it's Waddy's brother. It's in real Waddy's life. brother. Yeah, yeah. Willie Willie Bucken and Waddy Bucken. So yeah, Willie had just had a heart attack. So uh, yeah, get well soon, mate. Yeah. Time to uh, lay off the bacon and eggs for breakfast, guys. <laughs> and the black pudding. Um, yeah, I don't know. Was he? He wasn't the original drummer, though, right? They had another drummer well, back I, in the day. I thought I saw that he had been in and out of the band a couple of times. Yeah, it seems like he's been doing stints from so like eighty two. Yeah. Sure, I didn't realize. Yeah, I thought it was only Waddy at this point, and just because in the '90s, I know you think the '80 that late '80s stuff was getting too metally, but in the '90s they took a distinctive turn towards the metal. The guitars started sounding different, got that really like uh, metally sounding guitars. And yeah. I still think those albums. Were okay. Was that uh, beat the bastards and fuck the system? Beat the bastards, fuck the system. Yeah. Um, it was. They were okay. Uh, Death before dishonor. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got them all on CD. Okay. Yeah. I would definitely buy a couple of them on vinyl probably, but yeah, I think, I've but, got, you know, I think I've, I've got a couple of the early singles. I think I think I got dead cities and I think I've got exploited Bobby, Bobby exploited that one. The first single Hitler's on the charts again. Well, there you go. I believe in anarchy. There. Yeah, yep. That's a great one. Yeah. Great one. Yeah, we haven't played them. We might have to think. I might have to think about playing some when we have a free form show. Maybe playing a little exploited. Yep. You know, what else we haven't played. We haven't played the fall. I was just thinking about that yesterday. Wait, talk about different ends of the punk rock spectrum. Yeah, I don't. I, I was just playing some yesterday, and it was like, well, we haven't played these guys on the show. And the fall are just, you know, those early singles are just fucking fabulous. So, see, I don't know if I knew them when they were really more until they kind of went a little more artsy fartsy. I mean, they were always out there but some of the early singles like bingo masters breakout and uh they're really 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 good <laughs> yeah huh. yeah i don't know that at all yeah that's really huh. that's really good stuff speaking yeah. of really good stuff so yes at that same it's actually kind of funny right so that that punk and drum festival that i we i referenced earlier in the it was in the columbus ohio area one of the guys I met, I met a guy, I met actually a couple of people. This was before we started podcasting. I met a couple of people in the beer garden because there was like this beer tasting garden. Oh, and how much, so, how much was that? Well, one thing I must say was that I was taken care of very well by the promoters of this thing. Oh, okay. 
I got free parking, free tickets every day, free camping, free beer tasting. The only problem was like once the free beer. So what would happen is we go do the free beer tasting and literally just drink as many free samples as we could and get pretty happy and then like fall asleep on the hill while the boring bands played earlier in the day. (laughs) And then we would, but then you had, but then we'd wake up stone sober and had to start buying ten dollar draft beers because you couldn't bring your own, couldn't bring your own beer into this thing. So it was pretty expensive just eating and drinking at the place. Oh, I bet, yeah. Because everything was totally, you know, totally jacked up. But I met a couple of people in the beer garden, and I don't know, I, and I swear I don't walk around going, hey, Tom Trauma from the Punk News Podcast. I yeah, swear you, had, I, you had a fucking t-shirt on, didn't you? Look at me. Um, Punk News you know, Podcast. I, might have, I do have a Punk News t-shirt, so I'm, it, it may have been the case, but I met a couple of people in the beer garden who listened to the podcast, and, and one of them was like the mayor of the small town he lived in, which I thought was pretty funny. Hmm. And the other one was this cat named Chris who lived in the who lived in the Baltimore area, and he was there with his brother, who I think was from Nashville. Actually, we played his brother's band on one of our previous listener episodes. It was, and the band is called. Oh, it's gonna kill me because I can't think of it off the top of my head. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but he, uh, we've kept in touch, and he doesn't do social media, so we just text back and forth once in a while. And I know he's been listening to the podcast. Um, so so the name of his band, so this band is definitely not like a straight punk band, which is funny because he, I know he's a big like punk rock fan. Sometimes he'll send me pictures of like older classic punk albums he picks up or whatever. But I also know he's a huge Guided by Voices fan. Hmm. And I think this is probably closer to that, kind of that lo-fi kind of style thing. So this this band is called... Good men doing nothing. Oh, and... this was a this was a lead. I was wondering where this was going. This is a lead into our next song. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is a lead in for a song. Yes. <laughs> wow. I hope you people were hanging along on this <laughs> this long story. Well, now they know. Go ahead. I'm but, sorry. I got interrupted. Go ahead. But yeah, so this is this this next band is called uh, Good Men Doing Nothing, and it's uh, my friend Chris from Baltimore's band, and the song is called Coinstar.
nothing uh with what was the name of the song coin star hmm. which is are those things like where you go to walmart or whatever and you pour your money in and they count it for you and they take like 10 percent. oh right yeah 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 oh okay interesting all right it's, the songs are are off the good men doing nothing songs are usually pretty dark like songs about you know i've kind of screwed up my life and i'm gonna write a song about it kind of thing so I think this is off an EP called Under Promise, Under Deliver, right? Yes. From 2020. Okay, interesting. So It's definitely a little different. It's definitely not in our typical wheelhouse, but I have actually, it's grown on me a lot. I like it quite a bit. Anyway, what else, Neil? What else is up, man? You, I've been doing quite a bit of record shopping. You've been doing any? I haven't, actually. Well, okay, so I did buy one thing, and it was very expensive, so um, I've kind of eased up a little bit. Um but it was a grail of mine. You probably, actually, I think I sent you a picture of it. Yep. So I bought the original American 7-inch press of the Dead Boys Sonic Reducer in picture mm. sleeve. Uh, really, really nice condition. I mean, it's uh, it's almost perfect condition, and it's the first press and all that stuff. So, yeah, this thing wasn't cheap, so I've kind of... Yeah, I've tried to be good. I mean, I'm still waiting for a package from Spain that I ordered probably a month, at least a month ago. So hopefully that'll show up someday. Uh, And then the Starlight 13, I'm still waiting for the vinyl on that. But uh, Ah. yeah, yeah, this Dead Boys 7-inch was was expensive. So, yeah. I think I I saw that Starlight 13 record is shipping out like the... 2nd of April or something. Oh, it is. Okay. So it's like next week or something. Okay. Running a little behind. Yeah, yeah. that's the week. Yeah, that's, uh, I think, a couple of Fridays. It's funny. They got me at that time just after we'd had John on the show. And I was yep. super excited about it. And it was like, oh, I'm going to jump right on that and get the colored vinyl and the t-shirt and stuff. And, you know, that's been, what, four or five, six weeks ago now? And, don't know. you know, I don't know. It's like, I guess my point is if I had to order it again now, I don't know if I would. <laughs> So, yeah, but when you get it, it'll be super exciting again. Yeah, because, I will. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a cool looking record. I like the artwork on mm-hmm. it. I like everything about it. I, I'm going to get it too. I just haven't yet. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of the like, uh, I, you know, every first Friday of the month they do the Bandcamp Friday, so I usually try to order something from Bandcamp on those weeks. So usually you're ordering straight from the artist. So I know their stuff is on. They were selling their record through Bandcamp, so I'll probably, I'll probably do that one of these weeks. So when they do those Bandcamp Fridays, that means that. Bandcamp doesn't take any money, right? All the money goes to the artist or something. Nope. Is that what's yeah. it means? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so, but you've been going to actual records. I, you've been going to uh, brick and mortar record stores as well, though, right? You've actually been going yeah. to stores. My big store, my big main store that I that I've been that's owned by a guy that I've known for thirty years or whatever is been open, and I've been going there maybe every third Sunday or something. No, is it new or is it? Does he have used stuff too? Uh, here's some new stuff. Okay. So, I mean, my point, my point being, if you go like every three weeks, I mean, does he have stuff that you haven't seen before kind of thing? Or is he This is a very big, this is a very big store. Oh, okay. Matter of fact, I usually don't even get beyond the punk and metal sections. Mm, Okay. Interesting. Um, And he's got a lot of used general, so there's a lot of used like, you know, 70s, 80s general interest records. Yeah, yeah. But like used punk, there's some, some used punk, some used metal, but... Uh, this last time I was there, I bought Meatloaf. <laughs> no, I didn't buy Meatloaf. I bought oh, I bought one of the an album that could never be made today. It's so offensive and so funny. Stormtroopers of Death. 
M.O.D., the other band with Billy Milano. Oh, Method okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The name of the album is called USA for M.O.D., and it's got songs that mock children starving, you know, dying of starvation in third world countries. It it's you know makes fun of women with weight issues. I mean, it's it's a brutal album, but it's so funny. Um, but yeah, that's so I got that, and it's it's a super cool like one third red, one third white, one third blue. There you go. Gatefold, and the other thing I bought was another Gatefold album, and I have I have this on CD of course, but I I wanted the vinyl. Is the first Mike Ness solo album, Cheating at Solitaire. Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. So yeah, and I'm a big fan. Of, so, but you couldn't get much different, right? Like fake country <laughs> d- double album, and like uh, you know, thrash like 23 song thrash album. Um, no, no, I assume that's the reissue of the Mike Ness because that original press of the first Mike Ness album goes for hundreds of dollars, believe it or not. Does it really? It does, yeah. Well, it came out in 1999, so there's hardly any vinyl at that time. Right. Um, so, you know the funny thing? Remember when like CDs first came out and it was like, hey, by the CD, it has a bonus track? Yes. That was their way to get people to buy CDs. Of course, the, back then, you'd go buy an LP for like $8 or you could buy the CD for like 15 right? Right. Um, but the the uh, Mike Ness album has a bonus track. Which one? It's is a it? double it's a double LP. But it's got a bonus track called uh, Station C or Company C. Company C, yeah, the one about the guy from Vietnam, right? Song. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you got two basically two eight song you know LPs. But yeah, so I was uh, that's what I bought, and that wasn't real. Che- I mean, that album was you know twenty six bucks or something. It wasn't super cheap, but not terrible. Yeah, like that original album on Time Bomb. Yeah, it's going for like well, it's going for like seventy five bucks or something like that if you can find it. Um, is that a double also? Because I think that's too long to put on a single LP. It was double. It was a double album. Yeah. Because I have the I have a Time Bomb pressing of the other one he put out that same year, which is called yeah, Under Under the Influences. Under, yeah. A, yeah. So I have yeah I have a Time Bomb pressing of that. Yeah, but Cheating at Solitary was the by far the better album, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what color? So what color is that I one? That it was you got? The production. It was just. It was a great. It's black. Just black. Oh okay. Yeah, I got it. When I don't they know f- that they did color. They did. They did when they first reissued it. Um, it came in like a sky blue, and that's the one that I have. Nice. Yeah. So what's the on that? What's what? Is it that Craft label? Um. Yep. Yeah, Craft recordings. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it came out in 2018. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, I did that. And then I actually just today, uh, I, I I put it on our in our little group. Pirates Press was doing a sale, and they were blowing out a bunch of stuff, including doing a hand, well, it was probably 10 or so, like 7 inches for a buck a piece. And then they had a few different LPs and a bunch of 10 inches. So, you know I love a good 10-incher. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I actually, got three, I actually got three more 10-inchers. I got... Two LPs and I got three seven inches and the total is like thirty five bucks. Good lord! So what did you get? Um, I got the the one I'm actually most stoked on it because I've been wanting to get this one for a while is the uh, split between Street Dogs and Noise. Oh, okay, yeah. So what is it like three three songs a piece or something? Yeah, white and blue, and then I got a uh, ten inch from the Harrington Saints. Okay, Oi cool, band. Like, yep, kind of traditional punk band. And I got a 10-inch from the Downtown Struts, who were a Chicago band. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Downtown Struts. I do. I've got, cool by, I've got some in by them, yeah. Yep. I actually have the CD of this. For, it's called Sail the Seas Dry is the name of it. And, yeah. the name of 10. 
And then I got an LP that I know you made fun of the cover, and I just literally bought this on a whim because it was five bucks. It's called The Sore Thumbs. And it's the cover kind of has like a traditional tattoo type artwork, which I believe you referred to as Grateful Dead esque. It did. It looked like a big old train, and it had it was the type. You know what? It was the typeface. It was the typeface that made it look like it was like could have come from San Francisco, nineteen sixty nine. It was yeah. So everything I got was color, color vinyl, and I got to tell you once again, I get this sore thumbs record, Neil, and it's got raised, like raised cover art. Oh, it's embossed, yeah. It's just such nice, such nice packaging. I have not even thrown that on the turd table yet. And then I got a 12-inch EP from The Ratchets. Fantastic, yep. Which one? Uh, which, which EP was it? I had their LP a couple of years ago. I, I, what's it called? It's a like a single-sided 12-inch. Yep. And the sec, uh, B-side is like uh, got a picture on it. It's beautiful. Yep. Uh, um, Like multicolored. And then I got... Uh, Heart of Town, right? Heart of Town. And then yep. I got two... Uh, Bombshell Rocks, uh, yep. seven inches. You kind of recommended them, yep. and they were only a buck piece. So they're from Sweden. Yeah, they're from Sweden. Um, and the Ratchets, uh, going back to the Heart of Town EP. If anyone in in who can hear my voice right now, if you like uh, second album Clash before they did London Calling, uh, get this Ratchets twelve inch single called Heart of Town because it sounds just like the Clash did in that period before they did London Calling. It's really fucking good. It's really good. It reminds me a little bit of like Social D, you know. It actually probably reminds me of some bands that you hate, because um, it reminds me like of Gaslight Anthem. Oh Jesus! There's a lot of uh, Bruce Springsteen type influences in there, whether you care to admit it or not. No, it's definitely more like the Clash, man. That what that one is definitely more. Well, maybe, maybe that album, maybe that album First Light or, or whatever is, but I think Heart of Town. That's very much like Clash based. It's a very if you don't have it's it's a good record. I mean, I'm not I'm not dissing it. It's yeah, good. yeah. It's got a Tom. Tom Robinson cover on it. Yeah, two four six eight motorway, right? So, and the uh, the other, yeah. So the other and the other uh, seven inch I got to complete my eight album or my eight record set was a literally a band I never heard of, but it was just it was a four song seven inch by a band called Bats Out, like Oi traditional Oi Oi. I've been you know I've been going down a big Oi rabbit hole because I've been yep. reviewing all these uh, Pirates presses really starting to get the oi revival really churning out so i've been listening to a lot of it so been enjoying it yeah but again like you said pirates press do such an amazing job with their packaging with the vinyl they take such a they take such a, a pride in that right um how many uh how, how many like I said, I paid this stuff this is not a this is not a this is not a paid advertisement i right. mean they, this is i bought this stuff it's, it's just yeah amazing stuff. so uh how many flexies did they put in there to get a thousand flexies <laughs> You know, I'm trying to think. I think just the one for a just new one. Wow, close or something like that. I haven't listened to it yet. Hmm. It's called Low Life or High Life or something. I don't know. I can't remember. I I, I never listened to a Flexi. I never yeah. put them on the regular. But I got to tell you, we should maybe. First of all, we should play another song. But what we should do is, I never did anything with my Flexies. I still ha- I must have seventy of them. We should do a flexi giveaway. Well, I actually, I actually left a lot of mine on the table at uh, at the record store in in uh, Logan's Post. <laughs> well, I, I I I keep forgetting to ask my guy, my record store guy. Like, does anybody buy these? I mean, can you sell them for a buck a piece? I'll sell them to you for a dime a piece. I don't care. Oh, they're up on Discogs. I see. Yeah, I see people try to sell them for, but I don't know. I don't sell on Discogs. It seems like a pain, especially for a flexi, right? Holy shit! No, what a pain in yeah. the ass that would be. But yeah, people are selling them for like two bucks. Plastic. Yeah, I had to put it in a plastic sleeve, or can I just like roll it up? <laughs> yeah, roll it up. Yeah, <laughs> here you go. Yeah, 
But I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure there's people who love them. And the fact of the matter is, I know that if I just give them away, I'll be like, oh, that uh, that Black Cloud's uh, antagonizer flexi goes for sixteen dollars now. I'll be like, really? Well, let me see how much the most ex- the most expensive flexi or the rarest flexi I have was Joy Division put one out. That's worth money. <clears throat> Comicino, yeah. Let's see how much it is. I... Oh, seven seven bucks. I mean, not a not a, not a big <laughs> deal, right? <laughs> All right, Neil. Let's go to Canada, shall we? Should we go to Canada? <coughs> we, we're actually uh, yes. Let's go back to Canada because we were in Canada for destructive. So let's go back to Canada for hang time. Correct. Okay. Tell us about so, hang time, think, Tom. I, I know nothing about this band. They're from Canada. <laughs> the name okay. of their label is Dental Records, which I think is kind of funny. Yes. But also, once again, we'll totally screw you if you go to Google them. Yeah, true enough. Hold on. They they sent a lot of emails. Hold on a second. Because I had to write them back and say, send me MP3s because all they did was send me Bandcamp links. And um, I wasn't going to do that. Uh, okay, so it's an EP called Destroy. Seven songs released September 2020. And they had some other things going back to, oh, back to 2010. They got a discography going back to 2010. <laughs> Drawn comparisons to bands such as Mast Intruder, Chicks Dig It, No Use for a Name, MXPX, Pulley, Blink 182, and all. They capture the 1980s pop punk sound and do so with melodies and harmonies and strong dual vocals. So there you go. How about I'll that? I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. So they're from Toronto. All right. So I'll this start. is Hang Time with Too Many Days. Too Many Days. too many days hmm. yeah so it's funny our next track i'm gonna roll it right right into our next track let me see if i can find it 
Can I find it, Neil? I don't know. Lawmaker? Lawmaker. I want to read the email because... You know, while you do that, I'm going to go grab another beer, all right? So you read out the email. Well, I'm not reading it yet, so don't go get a beer yet. Oh, okay. Well, you can't we find a, it? We got a message. We got a message the other day that said, my favorite part is when I uh, hear it. My favorite part of your show is when I hear the beers crack. <laughs> our friend, our buddy Pete. <laughs> well, we could do a show just of us opening beers. <laughs> and there then with gin and tonics and clinking the ice about, you know? <laughs> Where the heck is it? Was there it, we go. Was it okay, on I got it. Okay, you got it's it. From, okay. It's from our man. It's from it's from Jesper Klinghead. Jesper Klinghead. Okay. And what are the odds that this is the guy who wrote Punk News and tried to get me canceled, Neil? No, his name was was Blurt or something or Blurt or. I don't know Bart. what it was. I called him Bjork just to. Yeah, Bjork. Make That'll it, do. But... Dork. Dork. <laughs> so I'm glad I know that all people from Sweden aren't trying to get us canceled. Hi, we are a working class rock and roll band called Lawmaker. You can go get your beer now, Neil. Based out of San Francisco, based out, bands out of the San Francisco Bay Area and Stockholm, Sweden, seems super convenient. Members of the band have been active in their local punk rock scenes for the better part of the 2000s, playing shows and touring with ban- their bands Bum City Saints. Oh, they were on Pirates Press, I remember them, and the Judas Bunch, who I don't know. Our debut, All Work No Class, is a four-song EP available in both plugged and unplugged versions. Based on personal experience and brewed with equal parts hope and despair, all work, no class, dissects the underbelly of the fading American dream and the struggles of the working class with unapologetic wit and honesty. Wow. Neil, I'll, be, I'll you... be the judge of that. Yeah, exactly. Are you there, Neil? So this is actually kind of, I feel like this is a version of the song that was sort of recorded in quarantine, like and they're all in separate, separate areas or something. So it's not quite plugged, but it's not quite unplugged. So let's try. Well, did you say one of them's from Sweden and one of them's from San Francisco or something? Well, it's, it's it appears that they're split between Sweden and San Francisco. Seems super convenient for band practice, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Why not? Sure. So, um, so yeah, we're gonna try this song. It's called "All Work No Class." Hold on a second. Or was it poor? What are we gonna play, Neil? What song are we gonna play? I think it's called "Working Poor," I believe, right? All right, "Working Poor." That's what I meant. Yes. <laughs> This is Lawmaker from Sweden and the Bay Area doing Working Poor.
I got nothing to show I got a pocket full of nothing, I got nowhere to go Yeah, they're building a future that's not for me I'm a ghost from the past in the shell of a city My slumlord landlord I never met I'm worked to the bone, still crippled by debt They'll bleed you dry until there's nothing left I need to your neck until you choke to death Yeah, they're building a future that's not for me No life, no happiness, no liberty Stuck in the back of the transit train I feel my life slowly slip away Good for taxes, won't send war New generations and factory floor Happiness, liberty, it means nothing to them But it's everything to me Yeah, we keep on giving, but they always want more From working class to working poor I tried, we tried to Google them, and all it comes up is these stupid politicians. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Why does a band have to go on about themselves being working class? What's that about? Well, you know, there's such a thing as working class chic, Neil. I mean, it, it just seems like if you keep talking about that, it seems a little bit silly, personally, but, you know. You know like if you continue to talk about yourself as world class, like you're trying to hide the fact that your father's like a Harvard professor or something? Yeah, I mean, just like Joe Stroma's dad was a fucking diplomat or something, right? I mean, it doesn't really, yeah. ma- it doesn't really matter, does it? I don't know. You know, I, I think in these times where there's a more of a divide than ever between sort of the haves and the have-nots, Bands are going to try to position position themselves on the side of the working class, so I'm going to go ahead and let them slide on that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems it's a very oi street punk thing to do, right? To yep. be, yeah. But even though that song was not, that song was really reminding me more of like a like an Americana kind of like a cow punk kind of thing. Dude, I'm going to give a, I'm going to give a shout out a second because this is hysterical. I'm going off. We never we didn't say we were going to talk about this, but it's hysterical. Yeah. So a good friend, John from Japan, good old John from Japan from yeah. Harlepool. Yeah. So you know he has that. Cancelled, man. He's the one who's going to get us canceled. <laughs> he, well, he has that. He has that radio show of, of his own, right? Fuck punk, right? F U K punk. Um, on uh, it's not SoundCloud. It's on one of those. Um, Hello. but he had you know he has, he gets really good guests. 
And yeah. it's, a, it's a really funny show. He plays a lot of different kinds of music, and he has a, his our friend Paul from Scotland is on it too. It's just, Very it's really piece. funny. Very quick piece, yeah. But anyway, he had Menzi from the uh, or Menzi from the Angelic Upstarts on on episode thirty six last week. Nice. And talk about a guy that just revels in being working class, um, almost to a weird extent. It's uh, it, that's all Menzi wanted to talk about was how he hates the rich and how he, you know, anything right wing, he's always been a union man and he's this and he's that and he doesn't like artsy people, he doesn't understand them and stuff like that. But meanwhile, the song he played was a David Bowie song. So I just thought that was kind of <laughs> ironic that he was... Meanwhile, he's like 65 years old, he's probably on the freaking retired government pension now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it was it was crazy because, I mean, basically John just sat back and Mency just went off on all mm. kinds of... I mean, he went off on everybody, man. He had very scathing words for people like Sting and all kinds of other. Man, he just he didn't let anything loose. I mean, uh, hold anything back. It was uh, entertaining. So you guys should uh, should give that a listen if if you if you want. That's uh, John has a very entertaining show because he does. It's it's cool because his friend Paul is really into movies, so they talk about movies a bit, and then. John's also uh, really into Lookout, I believe. So he plays a lot of Lookout record stuff, which yep. I know you dig. Yep. But then they're also into like early soul. So he'll play like a lot of like early Motown and stuff like that. So it's a huh. it's a, it's an interesting show. Yeah. It's very, like I said, very fast paced. He doesn't his interviews don't go on and on like ours do. No. And uh, you know, John for being a foul mouthed yob like he is, he's actually yes. you know he's actually there's a lot of depth there behind that behind well, he, that facade. Yeah. He's a very entertaining guy. He I can't is, imagine really what happened if we actually all got together for a pint or 12 or 20. Yeah. But we can only dream. Yep, yep. But anyway, yeah, so that interview with men talking about working class stuff, that was just, uh, you know, that Ooh. was kind of crazy. Nailing yourself to that mast all the time is just kind of interesting. But he was saying it was actually kind of sad because um, the Angelic Upstarts released an album made like three or four years ago that was really, really good. And uh, so John was asking him about that, and it was it was kind of sad. He's like, "Yeah, but um, I, yeah, I know it was a, as good as anything we ever did, but we hardly sold any. So what's the yeah. point? So what's the point of continuing?" So it was well, I don't know sad. what's the point of continuing, but I, I get it when these older bands don't plan on making new records anymore. Because what yeah. is the point? Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, Angelic Upstarts is still a headline level band at you know Rebellion or something like that. Yeah, for sure. They could do they could do punk rock bowling and still draw thousands. You know. I mean, like John said to him as well, he's like, "Well, nobody sells records anymore. I mean, nobody's yeah. selling records. I mean, you know, I think I saw something the other day. I, I got an old Adam and the Ants single, and it said something like, you know, free poster with the first seventy five thousand copies." And it's like 75,000. That would get you to like number one with a bullet for a year these days, you know? Well, and they even changed it. They made it, they kind of have changed it so that like they count X amount of streams as a physical record sold. So oh, is that now, right? huh. now, even when they tell you that this something is sells X amount, it's, it's a big scam. Um, but yeah, it's funny because bigger bands maybe will only do a thousand copies on vinyl, you know, mm-hmm. bands that, you know, were at least were big. Yeah. So yeah, it's a weird it's a weird thing. You you'd think that if the vinyl market holds strong, some of these are the the some of these newer records will be worth a lot of money because they're so you know rare. But who knows? I mean, one of the funny things is pop out, and then you and I will just pick the bones clean. I mean, you think for like record store day, you'd think bands would look at maybe some of their back catalog. Look on Discogs and see, you know, if those old vinyl print albums are going for like $100 a piece because they're so hard to find, maybe those are the ones that you should fucking reissue. 
you know, rather than doing another reissue of fucking Steely Dan or some shit, right? Yeah, Fleetwood Mac rumors, quadruple. Yeah, quadruple yeah exactly. Well, it's it's funny though because some people, some bands clearly don't seem to care either that or they're positioning it for like their retirement or something because like like the first couple of Danzig albums, yep, on vinyl are very very rare, very expensive. Um, he doesn't seem to care. The Sam Hain catalog doesn't seem to care if he re, you know these things go well over 100 bucks a piece if he reissued them now granted maybe he's talking about only selling a few thousand but you know it seems like it seems weird not to take that money yeah it's it's, it's there for the taking and in, in the meantime you got you got companies like in russia and stuff that are bootlegging these albums right yep. and selling American, them on the black market in russia yep yeah crazy i and i would even order them if i had any faith in them actually showing up at my house yeah i was looking on discogs today and they said it was, there was an album coming from china and i'm like yeah i don't think i'll be ordering that one china or the oh. russian federation it's like no i don't think so stop the asian hate neil <laughs> i'm just saying i don't think the album's ever going to show up which yeah. so talk about albums not showing up i believe if you follow our facebook group my good friend mark frankel I he, saw had, a, that. he had a black sabbath album that's been trying to get to him for two months and it's been basically all over the country from like pittsburgh to baltimore to jacksonville which is almost where he lives but then it got sent back up to pittsburgh again <laughs> it went on like a country old country tour but i guess he got it today so now he doesn't know what to do with the bloody thing so because so he, really, he bought it's it somewhere our- else <laughs> It's 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 funny because you know we talked about it like I I get records from Chicago and I go to Pittsburgh first and like I'm only like less than 180 miles from Chicago right and it shoots right past me yeah it is crazy but now I'm glad Mark got his record that's good well well and you know but he like I said he went and bought it somewhere else so now he's got two copies <laughs> so I I said I said he should refuse it and send it back <laughs> well that happens you know I have I have I ended up with two copies of that first Antagonizers album so oh you did. Next time I come over your way, I'll... did you get the new Antagonizers album? I did. I bought that and I bought. I got the forty-five adapters. Yeah, I got the. I guess I did buy those. I went on Pirates Press a couple of weeks ago and bought so that, those. So the new album is great. The old album is great too. It's a little less polished, but it's really yeah. good too. So yeah, I got one. I got an extra one sealed. Maybe I'll bring that next time I come down. Yeah, that'll be cool. I got or some I'll copies. Trade, of... I'll trade it in for three dollars. Crap, <laughs> brand new. Well, I got copies of uh, like four or five copies of Evil Rock magazine for you. So there you go. We'll make um, a swap. Yeah, like we'll hostage swap. negotiations. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. So speaking of hostages, yes, Smash Fashion. What do we know about this band deal? <laughs> Smash Fashion. Uh, where did we get this one? Oh yeah, this is the band that. Oh yeah, this has got the really good sleeve, right? And this is like TBGBs cool and CBGBs or something, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, must be must have been in the bathroom if you got the heebie-jeebies and the CBGBs. Yeah, but uh, I don't know what do what do we know about Smash Fashion, buddy? I don't know. I just listened to the song. Like, this is a cool track. We'll play it. Um, hold on a second, Smash Fashion. I think they're from LA or something. I googled them. They kind of look like glammy. Glammy, eh? I know they have a few. They have like three albums and a bunch of singles. Albums going back to like two thousand six, I believe. Um, but yeah, I don't know much about them. Do you know where they came in? Did they come in through email or through Facebook? Do you know? Through the email. Through the email, eh? Okay, let me do a quick just look, because I'd love to know where they're, where they're from. Jersey Ed. Hey, Ed with Smash Fashion from Los Angeles. Dig the site. Wondering if we could send you bands our new single. Ex-members of the Meat Men. Did you know that? No. 
Oh. Yeah, his band is ex-members of the Meat Men, the Drills, and Smack. It's funny, they dress like Little Lord Fauntleroy or something. <laughs> what do you mean by that? They got like big flowing ties on or something. What? <laughs> They're like dressed in these old-fashioned suits. What are you talking about, man? This, that's the real Mackenzie's or something. No, like the old, like the old-fashioned like suits with the big poofy like ties and stuff. Dude, what are, so, you, are you drunk? They seem kind of glammy. Did you see a picture? No, I'm trying to find it. Send me a send me a link because I want to see I want to see this picture of the poofy suits. No, they just <laughs> killing me. They dress like a bunch of dandies. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what band is that? The dress maybe like, not. What but band, they're a little glammy. What band is that? The dress like 17th century um like. I don't know. Probably some English band, Neil. I don't know. I no, it is. No, it, no, but it, it's it's like, it's like a shtick. They're almost like metal, but they dress like uh, they dress not like the, from the 17th century dandies. Not the darkness or something. No, 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 no. It, it's kind of like you know the the shtick, like the real Mackenzies, except it's not the real Mackenzies. The, their this band shtick is uh, they're like highwaymen or something from the 17th century. <laughs> Sounds great. They do <laughs> sea shanties. Well, they're, well, no, they're kind of more metal. You do actually probably dig them, you know. Mm. Anyway, well, oh yes, yeah, so, well, Smash Fashion. I got a decent looking Facebook page, actually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All well, right. Let's play the song. I, I dig the song. Let's play it. Okay. Yeah. So this is. Uh, sorry. After all that. After all that. Uh, this is Smash Fashion with. Um, we got the heebie-jeebies at CBGBs.
there it was. Smash fashion, and apparently they're dandies, according to our boy Tom. <laughs> Another group I've offended, you know, people who dress yes. like Little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I'm going to find the name of that band, because I bet you've heard of the one that I was trying to think of. I bet you've heard of them. Um, you know, it's funny. There's music. There's there's a genre of music for everybody that you never heard of. My, my son's like, uh, Dad, my, my 21, almost 22-year-old son's about ready to graduate from college. He's like, do you ever listen to uh, Mongolian throat singing? Oh, Jesus. Like, like, what are you talking about? But, like, there's, like, a, a like, like, there's this, they're called The Who, H-U, and they do Mongolian throat singing, and they do, like, covers of Metallica and stuff, and it's, like, my son will put that on. I'm, like, this is super annoying. Turn this off now. So, yeah, I mean, have you heard that? It's, that's too, it's totally weird. Like something Mary and Faithful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw Mary and Faithful. Did I ever tell you that? No. Yeah. She looks better than she sounds, I bet, huh? <laughs> you sexist bastard. You're at it again. I, you can't stop, can you? You just I get upset old Swedish friend Guilty. again. Guilty. So, yeah. So that was Smash Fashion for you. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> to, to, to have you speechless. <laughs> it was a cool song. The dandies have made you speechless. I guess. I want to know who from the Meat Men was in that band now. I got to figure this out. Yeah, well, we can look them up on Facebook. Um,. So, if I'd, I mean, if I'd have known that, I would have not played. I would have made them come on to play their song. Right. What if you knew they were dandies? It's probably like the drummer, though. You know, I probably was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so talking of Evil or Rock, um, music yeah. magazines. Do you, do you actually? I mean, I know you write a little bit for New Noise and stuff, but do you actually yeah. get any music magazines anymore? I know. I you, get that. I get that one. What? New Noise. I get. I get, I get New Noise. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And I. Yeah, pretty much, like, go look at my stuff I wrote, even though I know or you know what I wrote. But... So, so do you, you don't look at anybody else's articles, you just look at yours? Um, <laughs> no, I look at the ones that are, you know, because, you know, New Noise is a, a punk, a metal, a alt-rock, you know, generally all kind of more aggressive stuff, not anything like pop or, or super mainstream. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, a lot of the stuff I'm not that into. I'm not I'm not into as much as I love, like, some good thrash metal. Like, you were talking about Municipal Waste. I love Municipal Waste, but I don't get into, like, black metal and all the... Mm-hmm. If the singer sounds like he's having a really painful bowel movement, I'm probably not into it. So how do you even cover them? Because, I mean, they don't... If the bands like that, those black metal guys don't do interviews, do they? Wouldn't they look down on that sure. and get upset? They post for pictures in the middle of the woods in the winter. You'd think that would be the completely the opposite of what they would want to do, right? Well, aren't they too sat- satanic for that kind of business? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever. If they're not burning <laughs> down a church, they got time for interviews, I guess. Which you should watch that. If you haven't watched that movie, that movie and that and the uh, documentary, those are pretty crazy. Is that the Lords of Chaos one? Yep. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I've been uh, meaning to watch that. That's good. I mean, I wouldn't watch. They have it, a lot you? of weird. Yeah, a lot of weirdness. It's like these. Uh, you know, a lot of pagan ideology a lot of them were very racist actually There's a lot of like nazi stuff they, they were yeah they were not good dudes no and there's a lot of like yeah they're vikings and they're also nazis it's it's very and odd mer- the way they're mixing their so you, be- so you better not annoy that swedish guy dude you might be in trouble blotty might come over and fucking butcher you <laughs> he's accusing me of being a nazi how can he nah, i don't know <laughs> i don't even though who sided with the Nazis, Neil? Who sided with the Nazis? Not the Americans. That's right. The Swedes didn't, did they? I thought they did. I thought they were sympathetic. I don't know. They're tall and blonde, Neil. <laughs> blue eyes. <laughs> We've gone down a strange rabbit hole with this one, buddy. 
Exactly. Yeah. So I'm still trying to find this uh, this metal band for you that dressed like dandies. <laughs> It's driving it's driving me crazy because I had a song by them. Like, look at the pictures like the day of even somebody like uh, like Mark Bolin or something. You know, they'd be dressed in the most like have a ridiculous top hat with a giant buckle <laughs> on it and like poofy <laughs> shirts and stuff. You know, the seventies were awful, right? The se- yeah, fashions in the late sixties and early seventies were pretty much all over the place. Pretty much anything went. You're right. Old pictures like the Rolling Stones. It's like what were they? You know, royalty or something. <laughs> Oh, that's why punk rock had to like white ball that shit out, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why. That's why I dressed like Johnny Ramone for the last forty years. <laughs> but anyway, all right, let's play one more song. You know what? Else? We got we got one more song left yet. We do um, have one. We do have one last song, and neither one of us really know anything about this band because they came to us through actually through our Instagram page. So Punctual I Die does have an Instagram page, and this band who are called the Wine to, the Wine Junkies. We have an Instagram page, and we remember to check it once a month or so. Yes, because I have to log out as my Instagram page of all my pictures of strange people doing yoga and stuff. And so if you if you really want to get to us, the best way to get to us, because we both check the email daily because we're neurotic, <laughs> punktilidie77 at gmail. That's the most the most the quickest way to get to us. Yes. The second quickest way is to leave us a message on our Facebook page, which is punktilidie podcast on Facebook. Yep, and um, or, 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 even, or even better, join our group because then we'll yeah, just, join, you'll just get a million people and just like, replying to you, you know. But if you start to spam us, I can guarantee that crazy John the Englishman in Japan will torture you. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee. And he, be our and he does it off hours too because you know night his day there, so you know he's. I think he just drinks all day and all night. I think I he pretty tell. much does, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was going to say that that's that's the record that I'm really uh, that I don't even want to keep track of. I don't even know that he's got it in the mail yet. He had a record he wanted to send me from Japan, but I think they quit doing airmail. Well, that's what he said. But then his friend Paul started yelling at him. That that's not true at all. So I don't know if I think John didn't know how to do it or something. You know, it could be. shows up at the post office, just soused out of his mind. Just, <laughs> yeah, fill up the paperwork. It just says punk till I die America on it. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly, Jeff. Allegedly, yeah. I'm. That's right. I'm a patient man. I can play the long game here. Yeah. Well, he's got a new EP coming out that sounds really, really good. Oh, good. Package them both together and send them over. It's it got, probably cost more to send it than it would be to. Well, I believe it's got uh, it's got Joe Queer singing on one of the songs. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I saw that. And Mike Watt playing bass. Playing bass. Yeah. Our man is connected. He is. He. I tell you, we get some really good guests on his show. It's kind of crazy. You know who else is connected? Who's that? The Wine Junkies. Who? The Wine Junkies, the band we're going to play next. <laughs> no, no, we don't know. They could either be from L.A. or they could be from Poland. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. <laughs> What's the name of the song? We think they're What's from Poland, though. Uh, the song is called Open Doors. Uh, I think they're from, yeah, I think we th- we think we've determined they're from Central Europe. So we think they're Polish, but... That's what we think. We could be 100% wrong, and but... You played a Polish band before, remember? We did. I played a Polish, one of our earlier uh, listener submission episodes, and they were called, were they called AM or were they called BA? AM, I believe. That sounds like that. That, sound, that sounds right. AM sounds right, and, yes. And they were pretty cool, but every lyric was in Polish. Yeah, which is fine. I don't mind. Actually, maybe one of these uh, shows we should do a uh, all foreign language uh, episode because I have some good ones that I really like French and Spanish and stuff but uh, or whatever yeah but anyway so this is uh, Wine Junkies with Open Doors (laughs) 
there. Wine junkies, open doors. Um, so yeah, you can make your own mind up if those guys are from Poland or if they're from LA, and maybe Mister Wine Junkie can uh, can write in and and tell me. So there you go. Yeah. So I get yeah. So there you go. So what else, Tom? Well, that- I, I know you've got a you've got a vacation coming up, right? You're you're going somewhere. Yeah, it's spring. My kids' spring break is so. We're actually a few episodes ahead, so you. The, I, I suspect like 100 will probably come out while I'm on vacation. It's good that we're getting a little ahead. We could take a week off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going down to Georgia. And you're driving, correct? Yeah, we're driving. It's a little less than 12 hours. Yeah. We might break it up. I don't know. But anyway, we're going with another family uh, that has some kids, and we're, we got this giant house in the mountains, and this should be fun. Who else the are you reason going with? We, are you going with... Uh, uh, it's 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 a family. It's not nobody you've met. Oh, but okay. they're, uh, So, you know, we didn't really know what was going to be going on as far as like the whole pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. So we got a house in the mountains, thinking that I mean we can hang out at this house in the mountains. We can get groceries. We can you know it's got a hot tub and it's on a lake and all that. So we can enjoy ourselves at the house if everything's closed. But it looks like Georgia's you know pretty open, so we should be able to go out to dinner and stuff like that and. We're uh, about an hour and a half from Atlanta, so we'll probably do like a day trip to Atlanta, and we'll probably do a day trip to Chattanooga. We're kind of right in the, right between those two. So I've been to both of those places. In fact, I stopped in Chattanooga when I drove down to Atlanta the first time I was in Atlanta. I stopped. <laughs> I like Chattanooga a lot, actually. Go to the. You can stay in. Okay, stay in the. Yeah, break up your trip. Stay in the Chattanooga Choo Choo, which is like an old like old train cars that you can sleep in and stuff. That is cool. not a breaking up the trip. That is literally like drive ninety percent of the way, stop, and then get up and drive an hour and a half the next day. You're such an angry man <laughs> but uh, good we, ideas here if we what's funny you know i'm googling like record stores chattanooga record stores atlanta there's a great record store in little five points in atlanta that i'd love to go to we're actually gonna have a guest from atlanta pretty soon probably but i, I couldn't work it in a perfect world i would have had him on before i went down there so i could say hey where do i gotta hit up but you know mm-hmm. timing timing is not our thing have you been to atlanta before i have Okay. You know, it's a weird city, I, right? That there's really yeah, nothing in the city after I'm not, night. I'm not a big not a big fan of Atlanta. It reminds me of Detroit without the soul. Hmm. It's just, it's a rough city and it's not, yeah, there's not a ton there. But there's, like I said, that neighborhood that I mentioned, Little Five Points. Little Five cool Points is cool. Yep, it is. Yeah, some cool, cool record stores. But yeah, the downtown area, like the convention area, yeah, it's not. Because the first time Scott and I went down there, we stayed like, oh, we got to stay in the heart of the city, you know. Because that was before the rise of Uber and all that. And we, you know, we didn't want to drive. We were going to be drinking and whatnot. And so we stayed right downtown. And it was like, yeah, this is not this is not what you'd hope. Yeah, the first time I went down there for Falcons game, I stayed in the middle of downtown thinking it would be like Chicago. And it'd be going out at night, you know. Um, yeah. And everything was fucking closed. Like tumbleweeds blowing through the streets. It's very, very yeah. strange, you know. Yeah, it's a weird city. It's, you know, obviously it's got a lot to offer. It's, it's you know, and I'm not meaning to diss Atlanta because there's some cool stuff there. But, uh well, yeah, everything's we'll, in the suburbs, right? All the cool yeah. places are in the suburbs, yeah. Well, and like I said, we'll probably do a day trip, and I'll probably try to get the little five points neighborhood. I want to go to Criminal Records. I think is the one. If I can only go to one one record store, so, so you're staying what in Savannah or something? Uh, no, it's up by. Uh, it's just this little town. It's kind of between where I think it's where Georgia and Tennessee and North Carolina or something all come together. Wow, sounds very hick. Yes, yes, it does. It you've, see, very, you've seen you've seen Deliverance, right? Yeah, it sounds very uh, <laughs> dueling banjos. No, it should be it should be cool. Um, it should be fun. And then we're going to uh, 
And then we are actually going with some friends down to the Savannah area at the end of May. And that's going to be adults only trip, no kids. And that's supposed to be a, it's a place called Tybee Island. That's supposed to be great fun. So hold on. So you're going down there twice? Yeah, dude. We're just full time Georgia now. We're practically residents. Jesus. All right. No, but like I said, very different trips. One time in the mountains, more rustic with the kids. And then the other time is going to be, we're just flying down. Um, and I, I heard Savannah's a lot of fun. And like I said, there's this place called Tybee Island that's uh, just, you know, take your drinks in the streets kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Walk around the, we're staying right on the beach. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. You know, we didn't go, like I said, we didn't go on much vacation last year. And, and we're, well, like I said, that Vegas thing, man, I'm about ready to pull the trigger on that too. So, wow. Look at you. Yeah, world traveler. Okay, so that band. Fly directly to the location <laughs> from my local airport. I'll be a world traveler. All right, dude. The band I found them. They're called the okay. up, they called the Upper Crust. Wow. And they dress in. They got like the full on wigs and the full on like 17th century outfits and stuff like that. So and they play like a a metal kind of thing. So they're from Boston. Well, I'm gonna say that they're not working class. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's the whole thing. In fact, the EP I have by them is "Let the Meat Rock Twenty Paces Into the Breaches" is one of their songs. Um, I think you dig them though. They they look like fun. They look like a fun fun band. But well, also, on that note, on that note. Jesus, you're just dying to fucking end this show tonight. <laughs> Killing me. I've been so tired. I think I might have had COVID, man. I can't even stay awake. I got home from work yesterday. I put on this show that I've been watching called Monsterland, and I fell asleep, and I woke up like two hours later. And I do that every night on the couch. That's that's pretty normal for me. I'm just, I, I don't know what my problem is. I'm wiped out. I'm, I'm on call this week for work, so yeah, it's yeah. been, yeah. so. All right, well, taken, yeah, we have to put Tom to bed. Yet. I haven't taken a shower yet. I'm soaking in my own sewer juices. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, that's a nice picture right there. Well, I sent you a picture of the band, so maybe I'll put it up on our Facebook group so everyone can everyone can take a good look at the we're, upper we're crust. So far, so far ahead with our episodes, like, if you put it up now, it wouldn't make any sense at all, so. That's true enough, yeah. Shit, we've only got 95 up, and this is 99, yeah. Yep, so, anyway. All right. Everybody, all right, buddy. Thanks for listening. It's yep. been fun. Thanks for sending us songs. We, I, I know we actually missed a few this time. Because even as we were putting this together, we realized that there was more coming in, and and we're not very good at checking our Instagram and whatnot. So we'll we'll do this again soon. Yep, we will. So. And we'll be equally unprepared as we were today. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. When so, uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, when bands do want to send us stuff, at least send us like a little bit of a bio, so we can at least tell people that you're either from Poland or LA, you know. So we so have some kind of at least get the right continent, you know. Uh, that yeah, would and be MP3s good. are good. MP3s are good. So. Yeah, yeah. MP3s. Yeah, don't send us just like your Bandcamp link because you know, as much as we love you, we're not gonna buy stuff to play on the show. So. Exactly. Yeah. At least give us a promo code. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We yeah. appreciate it. And, uh, it's been fun, actually. Yep. Yes. Uh, keep a little mark in your heart. Stay free. And uh, Tom, do your thing. Smell you later. Smell you later. Bye, everybody.